Hello folks, Gary Washburn here with the 16th edition of the Washburn Files podcast where we talk Celtics and the NBA and, uh, and some other, you know, neat things, but uh, it's all about the Celtics in this situation, in this edition, just a lot to go over just when you thought this organization, this team, this season couldn't hit a low point. It just continues to hit low. You thought that the Oklahoma City loss was a low point. Uh, no, not quite. You think, you know, them losing at Brooklyn when, you know, Kyrie Irving went one for 12 in the second half and they had a chance to win. No. You thought the Charlotte game when they just looked totally apathetic on national TV on Sunday afternoon. Nope. It just continues. The low points just continue for a team that no one can figure out what is going on in this organization, why they're not motivated for games, why they start out so slow and get punched in the mouth, and then they make the obligatory rally, they fall short, they lose. So things looked okay. They were able to win at Orlando. Um, they were able to they were able to just, you know, put themselves in a position to where they could earn the fifth. Uh, or six seed in the East, they wouldn't have home court advantage, but you'd get a pretty decent opponent. If you get fifth, you'd get probably New York or Atlanta. That's a team that people think that they can beat, although I'm not sure that the Celtics can beat any team in a seven-game series because they play so inconsistently. However, they had a chance to really put themselves in good position to avoid one of the big three in the first round, avoid the play-in, and they have just essentially blown it and it's just hard to figure out why what is going on with this team what's going on with this organization that first of all there needs to be some changes okay i don't care what the Celtics do this season barring winning a title some things need to change and i'm talking about not only in the roster but maybe management i don't know about a coaching change um but let's go back to what happened okay so the celtics Get a win over the Orlando Magic, an expected win. Um, they blow them out. They look pretty good. They look like, hey, they, you know, they've had trouble with teams who have struggled this year. So that was no gimme that they're going to go in and beat Orlando. But they beat Orlando by 34 points. They coasted the second half. A lot of guys had good games. They, they felt good about themselves. So you think going to Chicago, they take that momentum, and they beat a Bulls team. That was 11 games under 500. Okay? The Bulls just manhandle them. Nikola Vucevic gets a triple-double. Kobe White looks like Steph Curry. And, of course, I mean, he's a 34% three-point shooter. He had seven threes. But it gets to a point where if a guy's on, you've got to make some defense to adjust him. You can't keep leaving him alone. They left him alone. They let him set up, get his rhythm for threes. He hit him. I mean, you know, Patrick Williams was hitting threes. Garrett Temple was hitting threes. Zach Levine was driving to the basket. He was hitting threes. Like, the Bulls shot in the 40% range, but scored, beat the Celtics 121-99. to I mean, you can't lose that game by 22 points on national TV. Like, you need that game more than the Bulls. The Bulls are out of it. The Bulls are not going to the play-in. The Bulls are playing out the string. You cannot lose that game by 22 points. That's embarrassing. To me, that's pathetic. You can't lose that game by 22 points. Tatum had a bad, another a bad game against the Bulls. The Bulls just seem to have something uh, to do something effective against them defensively. But now you got Miami coming in. 
Okay, this two-game set with Miami, the Heat coming in for back-to-back games, a team that beat you in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, basically outworked you. You beat them earlier this year in Miami, but that game was four months ago. Okay, that's a long time ago. That's when the Celtics were off to their 8-3 and three start, and they were starting to look like a real contender once upon a time. Remember, that was their start. Remember, they went to down to Toronto, and they beat the brakes off the Raptors, and they came and they beat the brakes off. The heat. They beat the Heat. They edged them because the Heat made a late rally, but they dominated that game. That's four months ago. That was early January. So the Celtics come in against the Heat after the loss of the Bulls. They literally just sleepwalk into the game. The effort was pathetic. The Heat scored 79 points in the first half. Trevor Ariza, 35 years old, who was on the street, he was not signed. He scored 15 points in a, in a minute of six minutes and 32 minutes, six minutes, 32 second stretch of the second quarter. That's embarrassing. Trevor Ariza here. Trevor Ariza scored 17 points in the first half. And it was, and people come to me and go, well, whose fault is it? The Celtics switch everything. So it's a bunch of guys' fault. It's a collective defensive fault. I can't, he didn't score the 17 points on one person. He scored it on Tatum. He scored it on Smart. He scored it on Christian Thompson at times. They switched everything. He scored on Kim. They switched everything in these defense, their defensive scheme. So they he, he scored on everybody. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo contributed little in the first half. But the Celtics were lazy. I don't understand. Okay, Duncan Robinson is a great shooter. He's one of the elite shooters in the league. Do you, do you help off him? No. Do you let him catch uh, passes off screens with no without being another defender running at him? No. That's what happened. There was one possession where Tyler Hero dribbled up the floor. Remember, this is Tyler Hero who drops 37 points on the Celtics in game, I want to say game... Um, Four of the Eastern Conference Finals off the bench. 37. You let him walk up the floor, tinkle toes, tippy toes up the floor like Fred Flintstone bowling, and just launch a three. Bang. In your face. What is go- who, who, Whose man is that? It's pathetic. 79 points in the first half. They lost 130 to 124 because what do they do? They outscored the Heat 71 to 51 in the second half. They actually showed up. They scored 71 points in the second half and still lost the game. Okay, because the Heat got to the, the ball to the money man, Jay Butler, who, for whatever reason, and this is Brad Stevens' fault, the scheme even puts him on Kimba constantly. Kimba cannot stop him. Kimba cannot do anything with him. So you need to change your defensive scheme if your switches keep putting Kimba on Jimmy Butler, that's a problem that needs to be addressed immediately. Jimmy could just shoot over him, which he did, or back him down and get to the rim. Jimmy's a dog. Jimmy is a rough rider. He gets to the rim. You have to put someone physical on him. Push him back. Make him take those line drive jumpers. He likes that shot, but don't let him just attack the hoop and get that little short eight-footer or, or get a dunk or a layup. I mean, it's just inexcusable. 
what this team did in the first half. 79 points. They were down 79-53. They shot 50% in the first half and were down by 26. And I don't know why. People are like, well, whose fault is it? You should write whose fault is it. It's a collective. It's everybody's fault. To yesterday, Kimball Walker was terrible in the first half. Okay, just straight up. I like Kimba. He's he's he, you know he's had a lot of bad luck in Boston in terms of his health. The he the contract hasn't worked out. He hasn't lived up to it. It happens, but he did not come out ready to play yesterday. He came out with that frustrated kind of, I'm going to get a bunch of, I'm going to like ease my way into the game. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, figure this out, but not right away. He just didn't look ready. That's pathetic to me. First half, Kimba Walker, one for five, three points and a minus 19. Okay. Jason Tate was a minus 28. So that's the minus stuff. Let's be honest. I mean, it was pathetic. Three turnovers for Kimba. Why? Because the Heat have figured out when he drives to the basket, you can rip him from behind. That happened a few times yesterday. Eric Spolster is a great coach. If you don't know already, because Eric doesn't talk a lot, doesn't sell himself a lot, he's not on TV a lot, okay? Eric Spolster is a great coach, and he coaches circles around Brad, especially recently, okay? They figured Kimba out. If Kimba drives past you, just flick your arm and knock the ball away. Kimba got frustrated with that. Your money man, one of your money men, your max guys, can't have three points in the first half on five shots and three turnovers. You have no impact on the game. Marcus Smart did good. He carried, he had 13, him and Jason David, 13 points in the first half. Marcus was carrying the cell. He seemed like he's the only one who cared. Robert Williams. Four minutes, four points, two rebounds, two assists in, in 11 minutes. Then he left the game with a turf toe. Let me say this about Robert Williams. It's getting to the point where you can't rely on Robert Williams to be healthy. You, you just can't. You can't rely on him to be healthy. Um... It's just so many little things. First it was turf toe. Then it was a sore knee. And then he had COVID, which anybody have COVID. I had COVID. So I'm not blaming him for getting COVID. But the hip edema, he has had so many strange injuries that you can't, he's not going to be an 82 game a year guy. I don't know if that's ever going to happen because he is not, I don't say tough, but I will say he's not, able to make it through tough injuries and play through pain. And maybe that was something he'll build up throughout his career, but for now, he's not, and you can't depend on him. And Danny Ainge traded Daniel Tice to get under the luxury tax, so you gave away a big. So yesterday, you have Tristan Thompson, okay? You have, in your backup center, you have Grant Williams, who's trying out there. And then you have Luke Cornett. That's your bigs against Bam Adebayo. And then Dwayne Dedman. I wrote this the other day. Dedman was on the street, okay? 
Deadman has been a fantastic addition for the Heat. This is what the Heat does that the Celtics don't do. They get veterans. They get Trevor Ariza. Trevor has been with 18 different teams. You know, he's 35. He's what you would say long in the tooth. Right? All that, all those terms. But you know what? He knows how to ball. And he's still in good shape. And I'm sure it took him a couple of games to get in real NBA shape once he was out the league for a minute. Because remember, he was with Portland, then he opted out because I think he had some family issues. So he didn't play with the Blazers. And he was killing with the Blazers before the pandemic. And so he's he, he was a free agent. The, the Heat bring him on and put him in the starting lineup. Dwayne Dedman just, you know, does his job. The Celtics could use him. You know, he could use a, a, a capable big man. But no, no, no. Danny Ains trades Tice. They tried to go after Andre Drummond. It was pretty obvious that Andre Drummond was going to go to the Lakers. Okay, let's be honest. They had no chance in hell to get Andre Drummond. Andre was going to L.A. He was staying in Miami. He was going back and forth. Andre's a guy who wants to see some sunshine. He played all those years in Detroit and then Cleveland. He wants to play in some sun. He wants to be on the beach. He wants to play for a team that just want to chip. He's not coming to Boston. So you you think of someone else to add. They could have added, potentially tried to get Kim Birch from Orlando, who signs with Toronto. He's a Montreal kid, okay? He wants to play for his, it's not his hometown team, his home country team, but you couldn't sway him to go to Boston and compete for, potentially for a championship? Or Gorgia Jing in San Antonio, he signs with the Spurs after getting released by, like, there are guys out there that could fill your bench. That's not Taco Fall. Against the Bulls, Stevens was desperate and had to put Taco Ball in, in in key minutes, and Taco just wasn't ready. And this is an age thing with this, with this roster. You've got to sign some two-way guys who are ballers, okay? Like the, the sentimental value stuff is kind of over at this point. You know, I'm not saying dump Taco. If you don't think Taco can be a backup next year, this is third, then you might have to part ways. Maybe Taco plays overseas or gets in another situation. The same with Tremont Waters. You can't have dead weight on your bench. You've got to have players and even two-way guys. You see some of these Alizé Johnson, you see some of these two-way guys around the league, they hoop it. They're ballers. They're ready. They're getting, they're getting ready for the big time. The Celtics don't have that. They don't have the depth. I mean, you look at the Heat roster, the Heat, Precious Achua, first-round pick. He didn't even play yesterday. Imagine Bajika, the guy from Sacramento. The Celtics are kind of in on him. He didn't even play. You think the Celtics can use him? So let's go back to the 79 points. Miami shot 65% in the first half, made 11 threes. I mean, it's pathetic. And it was evened off. Five players in double figures in the first half. Tyler Hero, two for two. Duncan Robinson, three for five from three. Goran Dragic, two for three from three. Trevor Reason hit two threes. Kendrick Nunn, remember, a big factor here. Kendrick Nunn was not himself in the bubble. He, he, he really slowly recovered from COVID. He barely played in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now he's back and he's starting. He had 12 points in the first half. So Miami's throwing... Jimmy Butler had four points, and Bam Adebayo had 11, but he had 
seven free throws. You fouled the hell out of him. Adebayo wasn't that dominant dude yesterday. He was okay. He did what he's supposed to do. But Adebayo wasn't the dominant force, and you still got your ass whooped. Adebayo finished with 20 points and six rebounds, three assists, three turnovers. I mean, the 20 points was because he went to the free throw line 11 times. Okay? Five for five from the field. Butler, 26 points because he scored 22 in the second half when his team needed it. But Miami plays with more pride. Miami took the game more seriously. Miami understood what, what the stakes were. They are not trying to lose to the Celtics, and they're not trying to play in the play-in. They'd rather play Milwaukee in the first round or Brooklyn or whoever drops the third and be a tough out. The Celtics, it, it was like they didn't want to be there. And everyone says, well, who are you talking about, Gary? Yesterday, it was a collective effort. Kimba Walker, as I said, he finished with 18 points, uh, you know, and he was even, he finished amazingly a plus six because of that second half, but it was too little too late. You need, you need good Kimba. You need good Kimba every, every night. Like Kimba can't pick and choose like his second quarter. He scored one point in the second quarter when Miami was putting this game away. 0 for 1, 1 for 2 from the line, minus 10 in 8 minutes. Like, he wasn't even out there, basically. 1 point in ten min- in 8 minutes. The Celtics shot 56% in the third, second, second quarter and got outscored 43 to 30. So whose fault is it? What players are going to be out there? It's a collective effort. At times, it's Tatum's kind of complaining to officials, getting frustrated with defenses. Other times it's Kimba Walker just not being himself. Kimba passed up a lot of threes yesterday, I noticed. He had a lot of open threes he passed up. And then once he started penetrating and they and they knocked the ball away, he got frustrated with that. And there was a couple of times he didn't get back on defense and here comes Hero with a three or Duncan Robinson. And there was just so many lapses. There was a play. I'm going to explain two plays. One, the Heat had 1.3 left on the shot clock. They set a screen for Hero who catches and shoots. Bam, 18-footer. Like, that's the best defense you can play with, 1.3 left. If that's a situation, 1.3, you should be getting just a, 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 a hurried, rushed, desperation shot. Unless you throw an alley-oop. Okay? They threw the ball cleanly to Hero, who stopped and shoots his bread in his bread basket, a freaking 18-footer jumper. Swish. Another play, Jimmy Butler gets a steal, dribbles all the way down the floor, and no one meets him until he gets to the rim and he gets fouled. Like, what's going on here? What's going on with this defense? And Brad Stevens, after the game yesterday, he didn't want to say it. But he knows in his heart, this is not the roster. This team does not look defensively. Is it particular guys or just a chemistry thing? It could be a combination of both, okay? Because Marcus Smart has not played great defense this year. He's had a tough year. I don't know. I'm not blaming him. Oh, it's all his fault. He tries, but he's picking up too many silly fouls. He gets too emotional out there, and he's not that stopper. 
Kimba doesn't guard anybody. He, it's not like he doesn't try. He's good at taking charges. Okay? But teams are going at Kimba. And it's and they got to figure out how to compensate. And so for me, I think that it's a collective effort. And they're going to have to make roster changes in the offseason. Overhaul the roster. Bring in some dogs, some vets. You can't keep running with kids. You see the Heat roster? And I'm like, the Heat aren't the Heat isn't the perfect team. Okay. But this is why championship teams play and get to the because they got veterans. You don't see no kids. Miami's kids is hero coming off the bench. If you want to call Duncan Robinson a kid or Kendrick Nunn, but they're running out there, Andre Iguodala. Who knows what he's doing at 36 years old? Jimmy Butler, grown-ass man. Trevor Ariza, 35. Bam Adebayo, an old, a old young dude. Adebayo knows how to play the game. He came into the league knowing how to play. So what is the problem? The problem is the Celtics don't take this shit seriously. Sorry, my language. They don't take it seriously. And I don't know why. I don't think they go out and go, well, no, we want to get blown out. Your pride is on the line. Your family is there. Your national television. Jalen Rose and Maria Taylor are talking mess about you in the studio about how bad you are. You cannot go out and, and trail by 26 points at halftime. The world is watching. You're Celtic. You're, you're Celtic faithful all over the world. and fans all over the world. Watching, embarrassed. Okay, embarrassed. So what... Whose fault is it? Let's go into that. I think it's collectively everybody's fault. That's not a cop-out. Kimba Walker is it himself. Jason Tatum complains too much to officials and gets taken out by defense. It's got to be better defensively. Marcus Smart too damn emotional. Robert Williams can't stay healthy. Evan Forty is just getting back. I can't really blame. He had 30 points the other last night. 30 points on Sunday. He did his job. Tristan Thompson has not been had the impact. He missed a month. It's it's just it's just a lot. They're playing rookies. In the first half, they played Tristan off the bench, Aaron Neesmith, Grant Williams, and Peyton Pritchard. Two rookies and a and a second year guy. That was your bench. That's Miami. Listen, listen, look, look, look at the Heat off who he had off the bench. Gordon Drogic, Dwayne Dedman, Tyre Hill, Andre Nadala. That's a that's at least that's that's 35 years of NBA experience. Because Dwayne Devin been in the league eight, nine years. Iguodala's in his 15th. Drogic might be in his 12th. And then Heroes in the second. That's the difference. The Heat are bringing vets off the bench. Their young dudes do not play. Casey Akpala from Stanford. I've seen him in college. I was a Cal guy. I watched him. He doesn't play for them. He'd be playing mad minutes for the Celtics. He doesn't play. Like, they've got guys, they know their rotation. Precious Achua, Achua who played during the season, didn't play yesterday. He's a good rookie. They don't play the young guys now. They're not throwing out there, Aaron, not like Aaron. Aaron's done great. But it's a lot to ask of him to go out there and do what he did yesterday. Aaron was fantastic yesterday. Okay, fantastic. 16 points in 19 minutes, minus six. He played, he did his best. 
two for five from three. He did his best. But you can't ask him. And Peyton Pritchard, he was in a slump. He was 0 for 4 yesterday. He didn't score. Um, but he played only eight, eight minutes. I mean, look at the weapons that Brad has to play. I can't people should they fire Brad. If they had a capable roster, I would probably say yes. And they were still doing this. Brad's options. Tristan, okay, but he's got to play Tristan big minutes now because Robert Williams got hurt. Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, then he threw in Carson Edwards in there for five for nine minutes, and Luke Cornette. Okay, who else do you suggest? Romeo, Langford, Shimmy? He might he might have put given given Shimmy some defensive minutes out there. I, I would have been okay with that. Jabari Parker, who Brad said a couple days ago, doesn't know the offense and is not good at deep. Like, he basically called him out. Not saying it's his fault, but he's not familiar with the system. So he lost his minutes. And then Tremont Waters. What are the options here? Who are you going to compete with with that roster beyond the, beyond the stars? You hope for Tuesday's game you get Jalen Brown back. Not sure of his status. It should be coming out sometime Late Monday, early Tuesday, whether he is, uh, you know, his injury report, whether he's, you know, ready to, you know, probable, questionable, whatever. Okay. We don't know yet. But you hope to get him back, and that adds another element. You, you add all-star. But Brad's bringing the eyes to a gunfight, man. He just doesn't have the weapons, and he knows it. And he, he's not going to call out his guys. It's It's... Definitely not the time to call out your guys and start laying dudes out in the media before, because you, you you think they don't want to play for Brad now. Wait till his family, uh, their people, players' families call him and say, hey, coach was talking about you in the media. Coach said this in the Globe. Coach said this in the ESPN. Like, he's trying to keep this team together. But he knows he's shorthanded. He knows he can't rely on Robert Williams. He loves the kid. You can't rely on him if he's getting sore knee, turf toe, then he gets an ankle issue. Like, it's just always something with the young man. And he's had a nice season. But one, he's cost himself money because now he's up for an extension this summer. Okay? Is this, does this situation help his extension when he's always hurt? Like, no. He's costing himself millions of dollars because the sales are going to go to the table and go, we're not even coming close to maxing you because you're not going to be coming close to playing 82 games a year, Robert. Like, we like you. So here's 4 and 48, and, and take that. And maybe that's good enough for him to take, but I know that he has literally cost himself money. And I don't think he wants to be hurt, but he's got to tough it out through some of these injuries. He's got to be tougher in terms of dealing with pain. And so if you're the Celtics, I'm saying that here's the fault I think it is. Kemba hasn't reached meet, met expectations. Jason Tatum, as I said before, arguing for the officials too damn much and getting phased out. Um, and he's not concentrating as much in terms of like, He's got to put his imprint more in the game like Jimmy Butler did yesterday. That's Tatum's fault. That's Tatum's issue. 
Let's go to other guys. Like a Jalen Jalen Brown. Jalen's got to put more of an imprint on the game, too. He's got to play more angrier. He's got to play more pissed. And he's got to and he's got to basically be a dog. He needs to be look at Jimmy Butler and be like, that's who you want to be. But you got more skill of a skill set. Like, Jalen, you can be Jimmy Butler with a skill set. Jimmy's a 20% three-point shooter. What did he do yesterday? He hit a key three. Wide open, he had missed his last 16. Jimmy's such a dog. He I'm taking, I'm taking this one. And I'm going to hit it. And he hit it. That's a dog. That's a ball player. That's what you need. And if I'm the Celtics, you, you notice that. It's that that's what you want Tatum and Brown to turn into. Them kind of dogs. Like you're not gonna stop me tonight. It's my night. Who else fault is it? Tristan Thompson, don't know what to make of, of Tristan. Like he's hasn't been there. Is he completely invested into playing ball and winning championships? I don't know. You hear so much off the floor and his relationships and all that. Like, is he really locked in on winning or is he just enjoying the life? And that, and that you know, because he's, he's already got a chip. I don't know. But it hasn't worked as well as it could have this year with him. Marcus Smart, as I said, too emotional. Too many fouls, not a great defensive season. Um, and not sure, like yesterday, six turnovers. Like, that's just too many. They didn't have a lot of turnovers. They had 14 turnovers. They've had a turnover issue, but yesterday he had six. Like, that's too many for Marcus Smart. Okay? Especially when you get four assists. Um, the rookies can't blame Neesmith or Pritchard. They're both trying hard. Grant Williams is limited. Um, you know, he is shooting reluctantly. His offense has taken a major step back this year. He's not an offensive weapon. Occasionally he, he can hit a three. I thought he had the potential to be a, a decent three-point shooter last year after he missed his first 25, but he's kind of taken a major step back offensively. And, you know, Romeo Langford, what do you, you know, what do you do with him? If I'm the seller, you try to throw him into a deal, maybe give him another, a new place to find, maybe find good health and some good luck and start. I mean, it's just, it's been a nothing, very listless two years. The same with Carson Edwards. Like you invested a lot in that draft and in, Four guys, you had four guys from that last year's draft on your team. Tremont Waters, who's probably not going to be back next season. Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards, and Grant Williams. The best player of that group is Grant Williams. We still don't know about Romeo. And do you need, do you want to wait for him another year or two for him to figure this out and become a productive, consistent player? Do you have that type of time? Because anything you do with this roster this year, besides blowing up, you're not blowing it up with Tatum and Brown. Anything you do with this roster this year is going to be to enhance it. Bring in some vets, dump some of these young guys who aren't playing well, and reshape your roster and get more talented. That's what it's about. That's the teams that win in this league. The teams that win in this league are teams that are 
veteran and they're tough and they're hungry and they're well coached. It's not been a great coaching year this year for Brad Stevens. But if I said before, if I thought this team was talented enough to win a championship and he was doing this, it might be time to get a new coach. I don't think that's the case. He's dealing with limited talent. I see every team in the league. You see guys coming off benches who could play major minutes for the Celtics. That's Danny Ainge's fault. Ainge, in my opinion, has got to revamp his scouting system, redo his front office, bring in some new guys, bring in some fresh blood who can scout talent. That's what you have to do. And quit being so married and committed to some of your former draft picks. Clear roster space. Dwayne Dedman was on the street. He's been a free agent. He was a free agent all through the summer, all through early in the early this season until Miami picked him up. Same with Trevor Ariza. I'm not talking about go sign Trevor Ariza in the offseason. But there are guys out there that are free agents that know how to play ball and that can help you right now that are looking, that would love to come to Boston. But no, 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 no. You're married to Tremont Waters. He's a two-way. I can't, you know, you're not gonna, but you can sign a more talented two-way guy. You're married to Carson Edwards. You're married to Shimmy. You're married, like, you got too much dead weight on the bench. That limits Brad Stevens' options. And with a backcourt with, Kim, with Kimba Walker, your defense is going to suffer at times because he's so small, okay? Evan Fournier is not a great defender. He can try. He's not a great defender. So you got your starting lineup has two guys who are struggling to defend. So someone's got to lead the defense. And it's got to be a team effort. That's what people are blank asking people. Who's the don't fall on defense? They switch everything. Remember, this team switches all defensive assignments. So when a guy passes it to another guy, it's the guy, instead of one guy following, like I got my man, I'm guarding Johnson. And then Johnson passes it to Wilson. If I'm guarding Johnson, he passes it to Wilson, and somebody screams, I'm just going to take Wilson. I'm going to switch on Wilson. I'm not going to stick with Johnson. Traditional man-to-man defense is you stick with your, That is your man, number 24. You stick hit to him. The Celtics, because of screening and all the moving, want to switch everything because that brings its defensive versatility, you have a bunch of six, six, seven, seven guys who can defend different positions. It's supposed to be a weapon. But in this case, it's not. And they're getting burned with these switches. Okay? And they don't have a shutdown defender. You know, and Mark, so Marcus Smart, that puts a lot of pressure on him. And he hasn't had a great defensive year. He hasn't had a great year, period. It's been a tough year for Marcus Smart. Okay, you got to make some changes on this roster. And if it's up to trading guys who have been here, I think you keep Brown and Tatum. That's your base. You figure out if Kimba has a market. Okay. If you, I mean, let's be real, really real. No contracts untradeable. John Wall got traded to the Rockets. Okay. Russell Westbrook got traded to the Wizards. Chris Paul got traded. Like, those dudes make it in the 40s. So, Kimba's not untradeable. It all depends on what you want to package with him and what you want to take back. Okay, that's the toughest part of it. 
a trade package. But you have to understand that they've got to figure out something. Unless they really have confidence that Kimba can come back and be that guy. It just hasn't worked as well as they thought. Kimba's not a top 10 point guard anymore. I mean, I can name them right now. You know, Dame, Russ, uh, Steph Curry. I mean, we can just roll them off, man. I mean, and, and Kimba's not top 10. Chris Paul... John Moran, I mean, there's a lot on that list of dudes who, 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 you know, I mean, is Kimba better than Dennis Schroeder? That's what we're talking about. He ain't on a, he ain't he ain't, he ain't Donovan Mitchell. He ain't uh, or might you know he ain't on that level. You know, but you got to figure out how you can implement him into the system and make him effective because this year wasn't it. Kimba hasn't been effective, and I don't know if it's a system thing or a decline thing. And I didn't like the way he came out in the first half yesterday. I just think he was his his head wasn't in the game. Too many turnovers, not aggressive enough. Then when he tried to attack the basket, they ripped him. He got upset with that. You know, there's got to be a way to work him in because he's a talented guy. A system, and that's where Brad Stevens comes in. Brad's got to do some coaching staff changes. Bring some veterans on, and I'm not talking about guys that need fired, but like you got to bring some fresh blood into the organization, in the management and the coaching staff. Evan Turner was supposed to be the former player. Like, I don't know. We're not allowed to see practice. We're not allowed in the locker room, obviously. So I have no idea the impact that Evan Turner's had on this team but it doesn't seem like it's been much, okay? It doesn't seem like it's been much. Maybe Evan, who's literally 30, 33 now, was a little too young for this situation. You know, I mean, the Clippers brought on Chauncey Billups. The Heat brought on Karan Butler. Those are old heads. Evan ain't no old head yet. He could still try to play, right? So I don't know the impact that Evan Turner's had on this roster. You need somebody to move and deal with Tatum and Brown who can tell Kimba, hey, man, get your ass here on defense. Who can deal with Marcus Smart. Okay, so I think that they have to make some changes in the offseason, regardless. Get the day weight off the roster. You might have to make a difficult decision and trade one, one a, a guy who's been a favorite here. And I said, I think you keep Tatum and Brown. Right? And you got to get a big man. Like, is Robert Williams the guy you're going to build around? I think he's kind of telling you, hey, guys, I can't stay healthy. I'm just not going to be as durable as you'd like me to be. So what do you do with him? He's got all this potential, athleticism. He makes great basketball plays. You Like, do you just make him a starter and hope that he grows out of it? Do you get him to some doctors and try to get him to do some off-season stuff? exercise to build his core so he can stay. I think you do all of the above. I think you get Robert some real, whether you go to Duke University or the whatever center to examine his body, a full scan of his body and figure out, okay, Robert, these are the weak aspects of your body. This is what 
you need to work on exercises every day to strengthen your feet, your core, your legs, your muscles, something, because you are getting knocked out by turf toe or you're getting knocked out by a sort like you're getting too injured too often. So I think the Celtics have a lot to do. What can they do this season? They just have to play harder. Like you would think Tuesday night against Miami, they'll come out with a real chip on their shoulder, punch first. We don't know. We don't know. They could lead by 20 at the end of the first quarter. They could trail by 20 in the first quarter. In the first quarter. That's the crazy part. No one knows what to expect from the team, even, even Brad Stevens. I'm sure Brad Stevens is just beside himself with disappointment in these are how my guys came out. What the hell? Sunday afternoon, ABC game or ESPN game, can't remember which one, one of them. And you get your ass blown out. The door's blown off in the first half. 79, 50, 80 points almost. Trevor Ariza goes for 15 points in 6 minutes, 32 seconds. Trevor Ariza, not Steph Curry. Steph Curry, that's a Tuesday. Trevor Ariza, that can't happen. The Celtics have had a lot of that can't happen this year. You can't lose to Oklahoma City at home. Oklahoma City is, uh, as ESPN, I think, had a great stat. I think Royce Young was like, they, they've lost by an average of 25 points over the, or something, 20 points over the last 25 games, which is the worst of all time. And they've won two games in that span. You know who game they won? Boston. I mean, damn near, they, and they led the Celtics after the third quarter in Oklahoma City. But this team, this is the same team that lost by 50-something points to Indiana like a few days after beating the Celtics. It's the Celtics. The Bulls were had lost five or six and were just on a downturn before they played, played the Celtics. It's not like teams are just going on these dramatic, amazing streaks when they play the Celtics. It's just the Celtics. So let's bring... Break down before we wrap up what happens here. The Celtics have to just try to play harder. What you can't, what, what can Brad Stevens do to, to get his guys to play harder? How do you get grown ass men to play harder? They've got to want it. They've got to look at the other team and say, this team is trying to embarrass us. We can't have this. We need to play better and play harder and die for loose balls. And get a tough, hard foul. Don't let Tyler Hero walk to the rim and lay it up. Knock his ass, his ass on his ass. Knock, knock him on his ass. Foul him hard. This is the playoffs we're talking about. This is the game when it counts. Who's going to do that? And not help him up. Like you, you got to throw, you got to throw your weight around. And I don't know if the Celtics are capable of that. And in the offseason, I think Ainge needs to make some changes to his front office. I think Stevens, if he doesn't depart, needs to make changes to his staff. And they need to overhaul the roster. Every aspect. Management, coaching, and roster all needs to change. It's not every, Whose fault is it, Gary? Call some, it's Stevens' fault. I don't think it's Stevens', it's all Stevens' fault. I've watched his team. I've, watched, I've covered him his whole eight years here. He's not telling these guys to trail by 26 to into the first half. He's not telling the 
It's they're not doing what he's saying to do. And he's trusting his guys to adjust and they're not adjusting. He didn't sign Kimba Walker. He didn't draft Grant Williams and Carson Edwards. That was Danny. Danny's got to take some responsibility. Danny's got to look in the mirror and go, do I have it anymore? And if I don't, how do I get it back? Because this can't happen anymore. So, folks, that's it. Thank you for listening. We've had a lot of fun. We'll talk next week when the playoffs will be. Yeah, Jim Moore here. Playoffs, playoffs. When the playoffs will be set, and we'll find out if the Celtics are in the play-in and who they play, likely Charlotte or even Washington. Oh, boy. You want to see Westbrook and Beal come here and the Celtics have to win that game as, as well as the Wizards are playing with Robin Lopez and Rui Hachimura and Davis Bertans, like a team that's hot. Oh, boy. That just has L written all over it. But we don't know. But we'll talk next week. Uh, more Celtics, more NBA. We'll have special guests coming down the road. Hope you enjoyed the great Vinny Goodwill last week. And we will talk to you soon. So remember, mask up. Stay safe. Be careful out there. Take care of each other. Enjoy the basketball week. Enjoy the sports week. And we'll talk to you next week on The Washington.